welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special emergency line brawl podcast with Chris Smith and Jimmy G, All Eyes on Me, Gantis. James? Jimmy Hockey, and this is an emergency because we have Game 7 and nobody saw it coming, especially me. Chris, uh, I just want to tell the, the audience, but before the show, Chris did a producer countdown to me. That's where he does 5, 4, 3, and he says 2, 1 silently so that we don't know. <laughs> Chris doesn't like that I'm revealing his secrets. But um, we have a big, big story to tell. Habs have forced Game 7, and no one saw this coming. Chris, what do you think about it? You know what? I am... I knew we talked about this earlier on, and we discussed how the fact that these two rivalry, that these two have like such a rivalry that I, I knew from the start that four or five games was not going to be it. However, I think the way that Toronto has lost, because let's be honest, Montreal has not won the last two games. Toronto has lost the past two games. That's fair. I mean, they came out their first period of game six. That was the best period of hockey they've played all year. Without a doubt. Oh, well, when you... I mean, the fans... No, no, no. Sorry, like, sorry. Um, game not? five, the first period of... Yeah. Oh, game to, five. Uh, they came out guns blazing. They scored two goals in the first. They were hitting everything that moved. Corey Perry was making Sandine look like a dumbass. Cranked him, blew him up, going up the right side. What are you doing, Sandine? Stay in your lane. You're a rookie. And, uh, yeah, Corey Perry's been the worm. He's been in front of the net. He's been causing problems. Um, but, yeah... I was ready to sell the whole team. That game four loss looked so despicable and so terrible that I I called out everyone. I put the whole system on trial, goddammit. <laughs> I said... Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> I said that Mark Bergevin was going to be fired in a week. Um, I gave... I think you had some choice words about uh, the Finnish <laughs> superstar now. <laughs> I think we're going to call that the line brawl bump. When I say... Uh, if I talk so much shit to you, if, if I ever say to a player that they shouldn't have been drafted and instead we should have drafted Matthew's younger <laughs> brother, Brady, then that's called the line brawl bump, baby. Because he's been performing. He must have sensed that he had to do something to win my approval. And boy, did he do that. Yeah, just some rude, rude man drinking Peronis <laughs> in his house. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i have to make things right for line bro and he did man and he's he has he's been uh, like i mean think about it from throwing four up to the people in the press box to scoring the ot winner in game six this has been a pretty big turnaround in under i want to say what seventy. yeah hours? three goals he scored two goals since we last spoke and um oh my god this team is just showing heart and leafs are showing fart <laughs> i mean i I think it is like that that idea that we're talking about with the idea of the Leafs really losing that game. These are just massive mistakes that they're yeah. making. Like starting off with the Nylander goaltender interference penalty, and then that puck over the glass by Mitch Marner was like you're the best PK guy inexcusable, they have. inexcusable. Unfortunately for Marner, oh my god, I've been on the Leafs Reddit and it is a crime scene on the Leafs Reddit. Oh, They're like god. literally murder him. Like, I will murder Mitch Marner if he gets in front of my face right now. Did Did you guys see how much? Did you see like how much time he had to he, play that puck? I don't know where the desperation was coming from that you needed it, to feel to launch that. Yeah, it it was insane. Like, like, how did he? How did he like 
pull it so much like pull it to the left so much he had he could have just put that anywhere that challenge oh my god leafs have such bad faith arguments as if that might have been worse than the one exactly that day. as if they can't just <laughs> admit that that's a bad challenge like that no like he didn't let make him make a save he didn't try to make the save so you can't like honestly it'd be, it'd be quite yeah. an interesting topic if he had like even even knowing he wouldn't make the save like pushed into to foley in an attempt to make the save because then he could have gotten the call but he didn't even do that he just stayed he just like sort of realized that uh there was no way he was getting to that puck and let's be honest he there was no fucking way he was getting to that puck well they talk about it too right when they're saying that Toffoli is inside the crease you know who's also inside the crease blocking him equally if not more yeah exactly right like it it, it wasn't like there you know there's really no major issue with it and i think that's what i mean sheldon keith took quite a while and i think he just wanted to i think he was really just throwing a prayer because you know you don't take five minutes to make a decision like that and just i think it really was like ah just weird because i remember we did that so so we did, had that awful call um that awful call sent by bergevin from the from up top you could see him yelling at the tv that's become a meme lately but um you could see him yelling at the tv to make that call when joe thornton tapped the stick and I think that was like, they were down three nothing, and I was like, worst case scenario, we get a timeout from it, and then we have to kill a penalty in a game we're most likely already going to lose. This was a one nothing game, like all the, like, yeah. I I don't think you like that's a bad call on Keith's end. So it, and it's so funny because they talk about just you know these massive mistakes that they make. So there's an analyst by the name of Thomas Drance who. He's mostly a Canucks guy. He writes for them for The Athletic. He does a lot of Team 1040 work. But he described the Leafs in, like, the funniest way possible. And I think I'll read you this tweet because I really want to see what you think about this. So he says, This Leaf team is such a contradiction. Imperious and deep, but lacking killer instinct. A top-heavy team with a completely invisible top end. A classic front runner, but paradoxically, at their best, only when they're trailing. Yeah. I mean, that's a... That's one way to put it. We shouldn't be no. here. Is basically like we shouldn't be having this conversation right now on a Sunday going into get like this should this series should be over. Like these are mistakes that are like cuz it just leads to such a lack of confidence because could you imagine even if they're you know beating Montreal playing Winnipeg. Even if they beat, beat Winnipeg, who do you think can they beat Tampa or Carolina no. or Boston? No, absolutely even, like, not close to the mental Absolutely durability not. in in fairness there's no fucking way montreal is gonna beat any of those teams <laughs> <laughs> um i mean That's i true. mean carolina and tampa true. bay are playing each other in the second round that could be a, a goddamn stanley Man. cup final but um what an absolute juggernaut and same thing with the, the avalanche oh, and the golden knights what a juggernaut oh, it's, of a it's absurd and then it just the, skill drop off when you look at the canadian division anyways we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that on our <laughs> that, next recording yeah we're here to just mainly talk about the habs and oh my god yeah. carrie price has been a monster yeah talk to me about how like the last two games have you seen like the Habs play different as a whole is it more just the least mistakes like how did they get here from the end of game five to where we are desperation right now? you can tell these guys these guys want it they're starting out every game both both games first 10 minutes domination by the Habs and we haven't seen that all mm-hmm. series 
I mean, the shots were 8 nothing this game to start out the game. Last game, it was 2 nothing. Shots were like 15-5 to to start out the game. And uh, to his credit, um, Jack Campbell made some huge saves to keep him in it at the start. But Oh, he was but, great. Man, when they come back, so two, two unlucky ones kicked in by Jeff Petrie, who's underratedly had an awful, awful series. Jeff Jeff Petrie has been <laughs> terrible, and I'm you know me. He was technically responsible for both weave goals. He, he you know? literally <laughs> no, responsible. He scored them. <laughs> he scored the goal. I know that's what I mean. He should get like two yeah. points. <laughs> but not only that, he's forcing pucks. He's forcing passes. Um, he does that fucking. He has an open shot. What is? Where does he shoot? Far side, high and wide, rings around the boards, goes all the way down. <laughs> Not only do you miss the net, you lose possession of the, you lose the zone. Jeff Petrie, I can't stand him. Tyler Toffoli, thank God he's on the board. He was a little lugging it out out there. Man, I've, I, I mean, I was ready to sell the whole team. I was shitting on everyone. Shea Weber has looked slow, but he's a force out there. He's a force defensively, and yeah, he's taking some. I think he's taken like three delay of game penalties this series. But I don't blame him. He's he's a force. He had to get that puck out. It's not like the Mitch Marner one where he had all the time in the world. He had no time at all. He just ripped it out. I'm fine with that. He's pushing people out in front of the net. Ben Chirot has hit on Mikheyev in overtime. Boom! Where's Soupman going? Nowhere. Loses his helmet, has to skate off. Puck goes the other way. Kokanyemi scores. Yeah. I mean... And now they're going back. Now they're going back to, to Toronto. But, yeah, I can't act like Habs deserved that overtime win. Carey Price. The <laughs> shots were like 12 nothing in overtime. Carey Price has been a menace. And if you look at his post-game interview, this guy is not phased. He's the definition of cool, calm, and collected. And a hunk. He's a power hunk. Maybe one of the hunkiest guys in the league. This guy has, like, ice in his veins. Like, I don't ever think I've... I feel like this guy is talking about just a regular season game, any exhibition game, with the same temperance that he talks about, like, playing in the gold medal in Sochi. Like, it's the same... There's nothing different from this guy. And for for a goalie, that is a top-tier trait to have. Just, like, not being phased by that kind of stuff. Borderline psychopathic. Like... Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. They showed his hot wife out in the audience also... He's he's winning all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs a cup, and I think he's good for life. He could take it like ten years off. Yeah, I think. Oh, man. And I, I think it's very tough because I think when we're when we're thinking about the game back in Toronto, what's always fascinating is that you know Toronto's probably going to come out guns a blazing, and it'll be the opposite, right? This time Montreal will have to kind of weather the first ten minutes, yeah, because. Toronto's going to be fired up, but after those 10 minutes, you know that the, the Canadians are going to be playing with house money the oh, entire time. Everyone knows they're not absolutely. supposed to win. Absolutely. They're, like, they're feeling loose. They're feeling good. And honestly, they have a bit of, Toronto has a bit of a deteriorated roster. I'm, I haven't heard an update on Muzzin. Is, is Muzzin gone? Uh, I don't think he's he, going to be ready. He, I, like, I, mean, he, that I did saw him mouth. Like, I'm done. I'm, he, he pointed to his yeah. brain and said, I'm done. Like, get me off here. And John Tavares, no fucking way he's coming back. And if he does... Not going to look no. great. Uh, Nick Felino looks injured out there. Like, he's, Nick, yeah, you know, it's the same thing that he's doing like Gallagher, right? Like, he's just not. Yeah, like, under. oh my God, but Gallagher's still being such a rat. <laughs> just going in front of the net, pushing <laughs> pushing Campbell's glove. Oh, excuse me. Um, But yeah, uh, 
Nick Felino is a guy they got to to engage after the whistles to really bring up the intensity, and you can see it. He's kind of like cowering after, not like, not calling him a pussy or anything, but he looks like that's his wheelhouse. <laughs> that's his wheelhouse, and he's not doing it. Their fourth line, I don't know. Uh, Jason Spezza's looked actually. He's turned back the time. He looked really, really good. good. <laughs> like especially like in the tail end of that game. Also, he was definitely like the Leafs' best player. Uh, Joe Thornton, Jumbo been kind of useless wayne simmons has been the worst player in, in this in this series wayne simmons he's been a little yeah i think in a team and when you're playing montreal you can't be he's a he's a step behind the play he's uh not contributing anything offensively he's not contributing anything in like the intensity factor also like that he literally his quote when he was brought to to toronto he's like in the playoffs i'm ready to punch anyone in the face like get at me and then i'm pretty sure like suzuki was roughing him up and he was like ah oh, fuck i'm tired <laughs> like get me off this. <laughs> yeah but it's like you talked about uh, like again another thing i, I know that we have uh, talked a little bit about kakanemi a lot too just because of the overtime win but again i mean i think they they've had a pretty big turnaround i know that like game four was still pretty tough but you better believe that cole caulfield's not sitting in the press box ever again if they get through the playoff if they get through what? this playoff series I- a like, star honestly and it's like it's it's tough to say that when he hasn't scored any goals this series but oh my god he looks amazing he he's really like every time he's on i feel like we have a chance of scoring and that's something i haven't seen from the habs in years well that's really the big thing right it's like you can talk about whether or not how much of a of a talent he's going to be but the montreal fan base has been starving for a guy like this a, a shoot first player with, with an absolute you know, who's piss missile yeah and he just he gets that thing yeah. off so fast did you see that crossbar he hit that would have been snipe mm-hmm. of the century yeah not a lot of room not he was not a lot of room like, not a lot of contact. room to shoot it even he somehow got it over i think it was muzzin stick or maybe another defender maybe brody's but anyways oh my god he looks good and i feel like i feel like yeah. they're playing they're, especially in overtime, they weren't having any zone possession, but they were playing like a counterpunch offense. Like they were intercepting. Like mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be a Toronto in their zone for like two minutes, and then be a counterpunch that was just as dangerous as any of the two minutes that was there. But it only lasts about fifteen seconds, and it'd go the other way. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Montreal knew that they were just kind of like because you know they're not gonna they're not big enough, and I don't think that they had enough talent on the ice to be able to. Co- properly cycle the puck in the no. toronto zone toronto you know is just going to work the puck around see if they can get an open shot montreal will beat toronto exclusively like he said through counterattack. just getting past their defensemen just out skating them and they're just dogging it back because they're exhausted because they've just been playing in the offensive zone for the past nine yeah. seconds and then see if you can score on jack campbell right again a guy who probably is either getting like you said 10 shots in the first four minutes or going like ten minutes without getting a single. That's shot, the thing. I think know? Jack Campbell's one of those guys that he he likes. He'll like a game with fifty shots against him. What he doesn't like, what he doesn't yeah. like, is going fifteen minutes without a shot. Then Cuck and Yemi sneaking one through glove side, as as any goalie I mean, would. Yeah. Like, no goalie, no goalie enjoys playing like that. They need they like being like feeling it. Yeah. I know Carey Price is like that also. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really. But it's like the same thing. Go for it. Galchenyuk's, mis- Galchenyuk's mistake, talking about in overtime, game six at the same time, you saw Travis Dermott, who could have just shot the puck up, and instead elected to do, like, 
this no-look spinorama in the middle of the ice to try and go to the other side for their D-man. And it just doesn't make it... It's just so... Uh, full credit to Montreal for being able to capitalize on the mistakes that Toronto is giving them. But this is crazy that this um, is I mean, late in the game, I think Ben Chirot did that about five times that game. <laughs> ben Chirot had so many times <laughs> to like clear the puck, and he just seemed to be like... <sighs> And then he'd like take an extra breath and try to get it out, and then it'd get stopped. But uh, he made up for it with that big hit on Mikheyev. Suck it, Soupy. Who? Wait, who's Soupy? Is that Campbell mm-hmm. or Mikheyev? Because they Campbell or Mikheyev loves soup, but Campbell's last name is Soup. Is <laughs> so soup. it's a tough one. They have two soups on the team, and uh, none of them are helping them beat the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's it's such a weird thing because I just remember how universally dejected you were the last podcast that we did about just the state of this team. And are you still feeling confident? I know that let's not even talk about just like what would happen if Montreal got past it, but just in this game, are you confident that they can pull, can they pull this off? Can they follow through? Oh well, now we know that it's it's doable. It's definitely doable. I'm not gonna call it and say it's gonna happen. But it's definitely doable, and Toronto knows it now too, which is huge. I mean, you saw that game for a loss. That was a crushing, deflating loss. That made me think, like I said last podcast, it made me think that every decision Bergevin has made has been the wrong one. But, man, this team showed a lot of heart, and I'm really happy they're back in it. We have Game 7, baby. Yeah, they well they've stuck around, right? That's really all they've had to do in this series is just kind of be annoying, just kind of don't give them anything crazy, and every single every single mistake that Toronto's been making, Montreal has taken advantage of it. For God's sake, they scored a power play goal in game oh. 6. That was amazing. Unbelievable. I didn't Wasn't think that, that was possible. Like... Oh, how good has the worm been? <laughs> I know. Oh, he's yeah, he's yeah, a playoff but... performer. What a guy to have on your team. Sorry, Toronto, you decided to sign Jumbo and Simmons. That was the wrong pick because we got the only good one out of the old timers. And I know I gave him a hard time. I still don't think Corey Perry should be on your first line power play, but he has been taking advantage of the minutes given. I'm just saying, like, it's it's not a good power play if he's there no. anymore. On no, the first and line. Uh, you could have ended that sentence a few words short. Also, it's not a it's not a good power play in general. <laughs> You can see, like, the five-on-three, they didn't really know what to do with it. They were just Weber and I think, I can't remember who the other point man was. They're just passing it back and forth, like, uh, we have a lot of space, but uh, I'm slow as fuck. I'm not going to yeah. do anything with it. You're slow as fuck. Uh, luckily, <laughs> Toffoli snuck one in. Well, it's like you said with, yeah, it's like you said with Cole Caulfield. They have him at the, at the point. Because I think he's one of the only players that can actually shoot the puck hard enough that it can make an impact at that at Yeah, that but I don't like his shot from the point either. I like I like his one timer from like the OV zone. That's where I think he should be, and he he can, he's speedy man. He gets the puck. He can actually make. He's really good at like he's got agility. He can cut in quickly, too, which I love. But um, we got a we got a big game seven on Monday, and I'm excited. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite something. I know it's like just going quickly off of it. I watched the Islanders Bruins game last night too, and. Uh... Man, Pasternak got another hat trick. This guy is so good. He's a fucking freak, man. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh god, this guy is so I have, fucking good. I can't. Get, I mean, uh, he, it's incredible. I have money on Boston to win the cup. I win. I win back all my money that I lost during the season if either Boston or Carolina wins the cup. So. Uh, That's absolutely traitorous. I can't believe you're actually saying this live on the Dude, air. Dude, I don't give a fuck. As a Habs Boston fan, is a better... <laughs> this is James Jimmy Hockey. Boston is a better team than the Habs. <laughs> that is just a fact. That's not even, like, traitorous. Can you imagine? It's still so funny just to think about it, too, because I love just getting to watch Tuka Rask every game and how that could have been the Leafs goaltender for, like, the past 15 years. Yes, it's great. But they decided to get Justin Pogge instead. Yeah, well, we'll save all the all the other talk for uh, for the podcast on Tuesday. I know we have to talk about Seth yeah. Jones deciding not to re-sign in Columbus. He just came out with that statement. So we'll we'll. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously. but man, that's a tough one. We'll we'll get into that more. Um, I also want to talk about. Yeah. That, what does that mean for Zach Wierenski yeah. too? Right, that'll be good. I also but want yeah, to talk anyways. about Leafs media and how funny I find it that like every year they panic. And then uh, they choke. So this year, it was so obvious that they were trying not to panic. They're like, guys, we're going to win. Calm down. And on the, on the air, they're like, and uh, definitely no panic from the Leafs side here. Everyone's calm. <laughs> it's like, you guys are willing that into existence. You guys are trying to manifest that. <laughs> there is panic, and it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not in, like, the mainstream media, but you, like, Google yeah. anything that goes on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh there is some words being thrown. I mean, it's, again, the same thing, like the pressure, and I think we talked about it before, and I don't think we were ready to have this conversation as early as we thought, but it is. Uh, if they lose, I don't know where they go. What are they supposed to do? I mean, they've... This is a good team. It's it's unbelievable. A good team with no heart. I mean, oh, my God. You pay... How does Matthews not... I don't want to jinx it. I don't want him to get on the board. Marner, I understand. Marner hasn't scored a goal since signing his contract, eh? He hasn't, sorry, he hasn't scored a playoff goal. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that... I mean, even as a pass-first guy, you're still a first-line winger. You should have... Like, that's insane. An ability to... It's the same thing when you talk... Like, when you see them create chances, right? Like, they're undressing this entire Habs defense, but just putting it in the net seems just, like, almost like a foreign... Oh, I love how Bray Price is playing it also. Exactly. Like, Marner will come in, like, undress a defender, and then Price plays so aggressively, takes away, like, all his space, and Marner... I've seen him do it a couple times. He skates over to the side, and one, one time it ended up in a goal, but a lot of time... It's just taking away Marner's space, and he's just getting either robbed or losing the puck eventually because he's a small boy. He is. It's crazy. I mean, like, Nylander did well, and then, of course, he's back in the doghouse for that terrible goaltender interference penalty. But, And it's the same thing, right? It's what, you know, Thomas Drance probably talked about in the tweet, right? It's, it seems like uh, for how good this first line should be, it seems so absent still in this series. Yeah. Like, it's not a game-changer line, and it should be. No, so so I, I actually, like, have been noticing this. They need to split up Marner and Matthews. They need to do it at this point. Like, it's too obvious mm-hmm. that Matthews is the shot. Uh, Hyman's not going to shoot, and Marner is not going to shoot. It's too obvious that they're setting up Matthews for a goal, and they just know how to shut that down. Like, f- fucking Hyman might crash the goal and get one, but... They got to split those two up if they're going to have any success. But I hope they aren't listening to this hot tip, Keith. Keith, if you're listening, don't <laughs> do not do what I tell you. 
We know Sheldon keeps an avid listener of the Line Brawl podcast. Yeah. I think we can say that with almost, like, immediate confirmation. Yeah. That um, we actually have, I was looking at the stats, we have one German listener also. So we're just going to, yeah, we're going to really? assume that's Leon Dreisaitl in his time off. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry yeah. again that you have to. Sorry, the dry there. guy. Uh, you can always, you always <laughs> got room in Montreal. We know you're going to hear this yeah. directly because you're listening to this. Anyways, yeah. uh, super excited for game seven. Can't wait. I'm going to smoke a joint, sit my fat ass on the couch. Just kidding. I'm in great shape. Sit on the couch and watch this game, baby. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, let's do let's do before we go. Let's do one final thing, and I know it's always silly to do, but we're gonna do it anyways. What's your score? What's your prediction oh, for don't. game seven? Winner I don't take make all. me do it. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? We got we both got to do it. This is we got to jump okay. in. Um, I'll say three two Montreal. Okay, who do you think gets GWG? Yoel Armia, baby. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna I'm just to just to be fun, to make it interesting. I'm gonna say this game is gonna go to overtime again. I think Toronto's gonna win, and I think Morgan Riley's gonna get the you overtime. You traitorous winner. cunt. No. You just put money on Boston no, no, no. in the cup. I, I put Toronto's money on Boston series. at the beginning of the year. That's how I'm getting such good odds on them in Carolina. <laughs> but um <laughs> Fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, we both picked... I picked Habs in seven. You picked Leafs in seven at the beginning of the series. I did. So, um... I stand yeah, by so it. that's fair. I stand by my pick also. So, uh, well... I definitely don't think you said no. Habs in seven. I'm going to go back. No, no, no. So, I said, I said Leafs in six. <laughs> and then, before, before <laughs> the series started... So, before Puck has dropped, I was like, fuck that. I can't be a bitch-ass pussy. I'm switching it to Habs and Seven because I smell. They're like, <laughs> I don't know even know what I'm gonna say. I smell a bitch is basically what I'm getting at. And all we know is that James is not a BAP. Bitch ass pussy. You know, so we're I'm just not. gonna. Have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got it. I'm not that. Anyways, super excited for Game Seven. Cannot wait. We're gonna keep this one short and sweet. Um, we'll see you guys Tuesday, actually. Yeah, we're going to be right back midweek to give you our post-Game 7 thoughts. And then we'll well. break down all the hot and hip-happening news in the second round also. Oh, yeah. There is some good series that I'm going to want to talk about. I'm very excited. As am I, Chris. Well, we'll we'll catch you guys on the flippity-flop. This has been the Line Brawl Podcast with Jimmy G and Chris Smith signing off. You can find us at, at Line Brawl Pod on TikTok. Bye, everyone. Enjoy yeah, the that. game. I hope you got your beers ready because we're in for a good one. Bye. Bye.